Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fumblecast. I'm Chris here with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. We got a lot for you. We got limited time because, as per usual, I'm a procrastinator and I got stuff to do, and Tim's got stuff to do, and we're to ha- here to have fun. Tim's got a baby. I have a young child. We want to give you all the news, but we also want to have fun. So, first thing we got going on, this right here, I've been waiting for this news since they announced Hocus Pocus 2 has officially completed production. It will be coming to Disney Plus this Halloween. I never want the year to go by fast. I like enjoying myself. I like enjoying my time. But I can't wait for Halloween, man. Hocus Pocus is one of my favorite movies. We started making my sister watch it with us, um, with the kids, because I love the movie so much. And I was really excited because they got quite a bit of the original people to come back. Um, even What's-His-Face, the guy that does the stunt stuff, where he plays he played the zombie guy. I can't remember his name. But yeah. he's known for, like, he was in, you know, uh, Hellboy. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He's always that creature. He's super tall and skinny. I believe he played the Slender Man in the Slender Man movie. But production is done. Which is a good sign because it's just February, beginning of February. So that means they have at least six months, seven months to perfect this before. And just so people know, they will be getting it watched as they update it and, you know, clean it up and do all that kind of stuff. So I'm super excited. Um, I love Bette Midler. I love Catherine and Jimmy. And I love Sarah Jessica Parker in these roles. Um, sad to say we're not going to be able to see um, uh, Gary Marshall reprises his role as uh, fake Satan, which um, would have been kind of cool. Um, and I'm trying to think who else is in it that could come back. I mean, technically, everybody else, a lot of people could come back still. So, yeah. And the, and the guy that you were talking about was Doug Jones. Billy Doug Butcher. Jones. Yeah. Uh, Billy Butcher. And the, I loved his character in that. And then he's basically one of those creature dudes that you just, he's in everything and he does look creepy in real life. So it's kind of, you know, he has a very rememberable face. So, you know who it is when you see him even in costume a little bit. Yeah. He was in, uh, in Hellboy. He was the, uh, the, like his, Oh, what the heck? Like the water dude. It looked like or in hell in Hellboy two. Yes. Yep. And, And the thing is, is you don't, recognize him like you wouldn't recognize his face or anything but you recognize like you said his body type because most of the time he's in some type of costume makeup or whatnot oh he's yeah also, oh he's the amphibian man in the shape of water oh, there yes go. he is yep and uh so and he he actually does look kind of like himself in hocus pocus so yeah. um i'm pretty sure he's back because they talked to him for some articles speaking of which before we go on to the rest of the agenda um I, we, yeah, well, we had and, a, he's on the, and he's on the IMDb page of Focus Books, too. Okay, so, so. Um, my big problem that I have right now is is we've been watching some shows. So, like, the, um, the Book of Boba Fett's out right now. Tim's not all caught up, but I just watched the newest episode today. And, um, you know, um, they've, they've been places been posting stuff way too soon. Like, I don't want to see stuff from you on, on Facebook you know, literally, they, they someone in the morning. Someone posted something at comicbook.com posted something at seven o'clock in the mo- morning that literally had no spoiler warning. But I had already watched it because I watched it at midnight the night before last week, so I got lucky. But then I look in the fine print, and Connor from Concon's Cantina, I send him this. I'm like, dude, it's owned by CBS, so shouldn't they know better? I. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm kind of upset because I was like, how can you do that? That's just so irresponsible. And I don't know, man. Like, I was kind of upset because I was sitting there and I'm like, well, I mean, I guess I get it. But, you know, I, I don't know, man. I was just kind of upset with it. And I thought they they could have done better, honestly. They, they well, could have done better. And with it, I mean, on something like that, especially that came out that, that day up the morning of. The morning of, yeah. In the title that says spoiler alert or the very, you know, when you click on it and it opens up the article right at the top, hey, spoiler alert, don't, you know, 
don't scroll down anymore if you don't want to know, especially being owned by, um, you know, a big company like that. You would think they would have smart enough people there. I just, I don't know. I don't know why they, you know, it didn't, didn't make sense to me. And I was, I was upset because I was just kind of like, well, I mean, you know, what, what am I supposed to do? You know, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get crazy mad about it. I'm just going to take it, I guess. And, but I, I was, I was a little bit upset. And so, I don't know. I, I'm just kind of trying to figure out what, what should be done. Like, obviously I stay off of the internet, but like recently, um, I was talking to a couple of my buddies and we have a discord together. And next thing I know, people are posting about it in the discord. Now, the craziest part was, is they posted a spoiler that I didn't fully read. And all of a sudden, when what, what they posted about came and happened, I was like, oh, hey, you know, like I was shocked, like I didn't catch it. But still, I'm, I'm very much of the, you know, please don't spoil it for me. But, you know, obviously comicbook.com, apparently they don't they don't understand that kind of concept. And. You know, I think that I don't know. I don't, I don't know what else we could we could do to to push the point of look. You guys need to not be doing this because I don't know, man. It's it's like it's happening more and more, and I don't know. I don't know how to respond anymore because it's legitimately. It's it's not even the fact that what they're posting. It's the fact that it's literally every single. Every single week, they're spoiling something, and they should be a little bit more responsible. Yeah, no, exactly. But on to a more positive thing. Um, so we have the news that it's June 10th. We are getting Jurassic World Dominion. Um, that one for me is a little weird just because... I we I felt like we really we really didn't hear that much about it and then all of a sudden it's like I don't know if if basically like we know things are kind of rough right now with covid and maybe that's why we haven't seen any of it but I just thought it was kind of crazy you know that all of a sudden we see this and it's hey we're here and it's coming out of June 10th. Now that is decent enough time away. And the one reason why I tell people to um, keep an eye out is because um, check for changes to the rides at Universal Studios and stuff like that, because a lot of times those will coincide and then you'll get something kind of cool. You know, um, They'll do like a themed event because they do have the the Dominion ride. Well, it's Jurassic World ride basically, but um, I'm kind of I'm excited for that. But I don't well, know. Yeah, exactly. Because like the last time we saw it was um, what's the name? The two people that were in the original one were on set and they took a picture of their chairs and then you uh, see a couple of them. Jeff, uh, Gold, it was Jeff Goldblum was back, I believe. Yeah, no, and, but it was the the original. Well, I know he's from the original, but the other two. I know, um, yeah, the other two there there as well. Yes, that was there. Those were the pictures that I saw. Like they showed their like casting chairs, and then a couple of pictures of them on set. And then it's like, okay, nothing. Or you kind of forgot about it. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh hey, it's coming out in six months. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was pretty quiet. I know. I didn't know that they they did have like. Um, they had like a, a thing going on where they kind of were providing some updates, but were kind of, you know, cryptic about it. So we'll see. Um, we don't talk about Bruno has reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100, and it is the number one Disney song ever. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Ever. So yeah. So it's crazy. The last. Disney animation song to hit number one on the chart was A Whole New World, um, which is really? a, yep, a week, um, one week in March 6, 1993. So, you know, last time a Disney song, animated song hit 
one was in in 93 <laughs> and like you said it's you know first uh soundtrack is also leading the billboard top 200 making it the first ever song and soundtrack from disney to lead both simultaneously so that's uh that's pretty cool and like you said it's their their biggest song so they've done pretty usually with with songs especially i mean they've always had in the in that you know that renaissance of the animation in the early 90s there you know they always had great songs coming out in movies and getting right name singers to sing it um, and not just that but they they have a pretty good track record of even like no name people um well, doing as great with, as with the whole new world you know you didn't know didn't know any of them well and the singing voice uh, for aladdin was different than the than the speaking voice because the Correct. guy who took the role said he could sing and he said okay let's hear you and he's like uh no i can't which so. the guy that was um the guy from it, he was whatchamacallit? Um what's his name? The dude from uh what was it? Couldn't tell you. Uh Full House. It was the boyfriend, it was DJ's boyfriend from Full House. Yeah. I- uh, is wasn't that um? Oh, what's his name? The uh, the pastor guy. The pastor guy? No, 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 not Kirk Cameron. Yeah. No, that's he's from Growing Pains. He was on Full House too. For one episode, because he's Candace Cameron's uh brother. Right. But I thought he was a, a boyfriend or something on it. No, he played uh the cousin, their cousin. Oh. Uh, that will show yeah. how much I I watch it. Yeah, but, it does. Um, <laughs> does <laughs> so, but I mean, but then I, you know, the cool thing is, is you know, back to you know, Encanto and Cantu, however you want to say it, you know, Encanto. Um, with it is like you said, you know, Disney's always had historically a track record of whether it's singers that, um, you know, come and, and sing the song or a voice or. Um, the other thing that they've been doing recently is having, uh, you know, up and coming or, you know, kind of Broadway or, or known for Broadway composers coming in um, and, you know, composing or producing the song as well. As I think with this one was like um, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yes. Yeah, he Monica was the one. Well, and, so. and what I will tell you, what I did really like about um, watching the videos from um what i saw um he actually would watch them perform like he was watching them sing and you know from what people don't really know i mean when i'm watching it i'm kind of like oh you know what like he's truly like he's enjoying like he made this song and seeing this person sing has made him like just super excited and that made me excited like i haven't watched it yet and i kind of want to go watch it now because like it was legitimately he was so excited and he was so proud of his music you know i've heard of the complaints and i understand the complaints but i would go out there and i would uh watch it just because of how you know how excited you know lin-manuel miranda was so you know, I I know it's it's difficult right now because some people are just kind of like, well, I don't want to see, I don't want anything positive, but you know, uh, I'm just trying to be positive, and you know, it, this number one thing, every single stream that I follow, at least half of them have, uh, we don't talk about Bruno as one of their little songs they play while they're sitting there. So, yeah, um, exactly, and it's good to see that. You know, like you said, where he gets excited, it's it's good to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's some it of is. them where they come in, it's like, okay, it's I'm a here. job. Don't show any emotion. You know, right? Here it is. You hired me for this. Here you go. Give me the check. On on to the next one. I never like. I never knew nothing about him at all till Hamilton. Saw a couple of things here and there, and then when I saw him on Brooklyn Nine Nine playing Santiago's brother, who was a like a cop, but he was better. Like he was a detective and stuff like that. And 
just his interaction, the way he acted, I was like, oh, this guy is a genius. He is a genius all around. So I'm glad that this song is doing well for him as well because, you know, having your hands in it is kind of awesome. Um, Elizabeth Mitchell is going to reprise her role as Mrs. Claus in the Disney Plus series of Santa Claus. I'm excited for this because we're keeping the cast together. Um, hopefully they bring Bernard back. Um, he deserves to be back. I don't know what's happened to him now. He was in the league there for a minute playing fat dude in the bottom of a half-filled pool hanging out with Rafi and Seth Rogen. But um, hopefully they'll start bringing more of the people back. I know the one elf is probably an adult now, so that's not going to work. But um, fingers crossed. Um, well, I mean, he could be an adult, but I mean, I know it won't work. But you know, No, 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 not back. him. They have the little girl. There was a little girl who was the elf. That was yeah. like the one of the head elves. Bernard can be whatever. He'll he'll yeah. be fine. But her, I don't know if they can bring her back. But Bernard was missing from the last one, and that was not cool. Yeah. And they can bring him back, especially with it being a series, you know, sprinkling him in an episode here, episode there, or something like that. And the, you know what's funny is, is that a lot of people are like, well, what about this? What about that? And I'm like, you know what you could do? You could technically have some of these people pop back on and because like you said it's a series you're not getting you're not getting someone that's just like there for just a minute like they're gonna be they could be there for a full episode and not be as strenuous as filming an actual movie so and it might be able to afford them more i I don't know honestly how much they would pay someone for that kind of role especially if you know they're down on their luck kind of thing but Right. We'll know soon enough because it should be ready to go this Christmas. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home has surpassed $1 billion overseas, swings to $1.74 billion at the global box office. That's huge. That's absolutely insane. I think it's actually, that's passed, um, that has passed, I think, Titanic or uh, Avatar. I think that's passed Avatar now with inflation oh. and everything. Oh yeah, probably yeah. Just and they're and they're gonna re-release it too, in the um, in the Morbius spot, because Morbius got pushed back, and I believe they're gonna do a re-release where they put it back out with more footage. So, so we're gonna go. see. Yeah, um, this one is sad. Um, the entire Guardians of the Galaxy crew cast is officially done in the MCU. They will not be returning they um that that that's it um there's no more spots for them i mean i'll believe it when i see it but it's looking like this is it and well i mean you already knew that you know batista was gone yeah yeah um, so i mean you know it's kind of, and with uh, with just kind of how it is is if you don't have all of them there, then why why even do it? Yeah, I mean it. It's true. You, I mean, you're 100 percent right. Why would you? There's no reason for you to have any of it because because why? I mean, yeah. exactly. and, and and nothing against Bautista. He is standing up for what he believes in, which I'm personally okay with because i mean there's a lot of times people don't believe, do what they believe in and i'm fine with him that and and ironically enough you know disney has kind of in a roundabout way admitted they were at fault in that aspect you know they're not going to admit it but you know when you hire someone back that you fire for a quote-unquote saying something inappropriate you know right. it's not it's not it's not going to bode well for you. So I know that they kind of they're they're biting the bullet on this one. And I I support whatever decision he makes. But, you know, they're all done now, which means they're obviously going a different direction in the next phase of the MCU. Um, Eternals, while it was not the greatest movie, I did enjoy it. So I'm happy for that one. And, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see. But it just says they're done in the MCU. Doesn't say they can't come back for rides. 
Well, no, they are done with rides too. Yeah, that's the thing. James James Gunn has said they're done. They're done, done, because they already filmed all the stuff for the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is once you film it at one spot, it's just you know you could build it at all the Disney parks. It's just the exact same thing. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. But so well, you know, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna miss them. Yeah, exactly. And the next thing we got for you is there's a new Hawkeye Kate Bishop special edition doll available on Shop Disney for $49.99. I I would technically buy this, I think, maybe. We'll see. Um, It's going to be a collectible item, and we'll see what happens. But I don't know. I like her in the show. Um, the way the show end is kind of open-ended, but I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't know. It might, it might completely change in the future. Like we might look at it and all of a sudden they're not going to go that direction. So we all know how they are. So they might decide, Hey, nope, we're not going to do that. Now she's no longer a character we care about. So I haven't seen the doll, but I assume it's semi generic semi looks like her. So let us see what happens. Uh, other actors have started to blast Peter Dinklage, Snow White backlash. He is not King Dwarf. Now, I have a problem with this. I have a problem with this. Um, so, okay, so he said something, and I get what he said. So, if you take it out of context, it makes it sound like he's being anti-dwarf. But in reality, he said he thinks it's kind of tone deaf that they're going to change the character of Snow White to be a person of Latin descent and yet keep the idea of dwarfs in the film. Um, I do understand the backlash because while only one person is cast as Snow White um, and having it to have to be a a person of Latin descent does um, eliminate a lot of other ethnicities. The dwarves are seven of them. Could be more technically because it doesn't specify that those dwarves are the only dwarves in the area, but that's seven people who are out of a paying job now. Yeah, no, so exactly. And you've had, you know, and the thing is, is you know, with this, this is definitely like a a, a slippery slope to to be on because you know I'm sure even if he came out and said that he was in, you know, full support of it, you would have you know, backlash from, from the other side or, or whatnot. Right. right. Um, but you know, there has been a lot more and obviously everybody that has, you know, come out and said something is from, you know, the, the little people community, um, on it, whether, you know, it's, uh, like a couple of them that I saw was a Paralympic guy. Um, another one that was, uh, he was on, uh, little person on wwe because i had to google his name because i'm like who's this who's this guy was it the one um, that played hornswoggle yeah okay yeah he's on wwe and the muppets well now um, he's on now he's on AEW, and um he he's very vocal about the um little people community because he's like a huge advocate um so you know i yeah. get it so um yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And it sounds like in the new movie, they're not even going to have um, dwarves in it. They're going to be, um, how they put it, like mythical creatures that would be dwarves. I mean, is it, did, yeah, and, re- did, and replacing them with mythical creatures. And Disney in general is always a bit about reimagining stuff. So, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Obviously, Peter Dinklage's comments probably did have an effect on what was said. But, you know, we'll see how this plays out because Disney's been listening extra hard lately. So you never know how they're going to respond in the long run. Yeah, but then, I mean, it's it's got to be called a different a, a different name. can't be called Snow White, the mythical creature, Snow White and the Seven, you know, dwarves. And especially with what the original movie did for Walt Disney in his studio. 
right uh, and just what the movie itself brought to the um uh the movie industry just in general with all the advancements and everything that he used uh i i mean this is just my opinion and whatnot so don't go all you know joe rogan on me or whatnot but you know it's to replace them with you know i'm sorry not mythical magical creatures um i would you know i would like them to see you know a live action with um you know with little people they did it with uh you know snow white and the huntsman um you know they did it in um oh why am i blanking now uh well in the new willy wonka but that was just one one person that did it or one guy that did it all right Um, right but yeah i don't know we'll we'll see what happens see how it goes we shall see soon enough um ron perlman is not eager to make hellboy 3 in his 70s but he says we owe it to the fans he has been trying to get this movie made for about 20 years now he's been a huge advocate um david harbour met with him when they made his version of hellboy and um you just can't fill ron perlman's shoes right especially in that movie yeah, but the nice thing with it is, like, with uh, with David Harbour did, he basically went to him and, you know, got his blessing to, to do it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, fingers crossed it's not too crazy. We don't know what's going to happen, but, um, yeah. Um, let us know how you feel about anything we've talked about so far. We're going to get some in the weeds here in a second, but um, make sure you go to linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcastGaming. So here's some stuff that Tim might not know about some of the things that are going to happen. So Xbox Activision deal will reportedly be reviewed by the FTC, which everyone freaked out about, but that's normal. You're doing that amount of money. There's lawsuits ongoing. There's got to be. So here's the problem. Let's say, for instance, our podcast became as big as Joe Rogan's. And by that time, we had people working behind the scenes. Well, let's say 10 says something inappropriate, gets us in trouble. Well, no, you know, I say no big deal, but, you know, it could be a big deal. Well, what happens when somebody goes to buy us or pay us and they only know about the one instance and there's seven instances that have been covered up or whatever? Well, if you don't disclose those to the people that are buying, that can be against the FTC because basically you're selling them a fake bill of goods. You're selling them something that's worth this much. Mind you, I think that the deal was probably worth about a hundred million, but because of the lawsuits and everything ongoing, I bet you that they lowered the price because of that. Cause they're probably going to pay, you know, 10 to $15 million in, um, in lawsuit money. So I'm okay with them doing this. Everyone kind of freaked out and I'm like, calm down, calm down. It's them just doing their due diligence and, you know, look what happened with, you know, AT&T. They were sued, you know, for, but and then the FTC came in and told me to sell towers. They're basically just trying to be safe, you know, no big deal. Well, right. and, and the thing is, is actually I kind of had, you know, a little bit of not firsthand, but kind of secondhand history with this. Our company went through, um, we got an acquisition and the reason why, we acquired the company that it did is because the FTC stepped in to a huge deal um, that actually took multi years because that's how much the FTC reviewed it as. And they broke up four different aspects of what the company was going to buy. I mean, it was multi-billion dollar as well. Um, and in our, in the industry that I'm in, you know, that's, that's huge. Um, and, <laughs> You know, it, it affected some stuff in, in the meantime. But anyways, and that's how we got acquired a portion of it because FTC stepped in and said, nope, you have to split this, this, and this off because, like it says here, um, you know, it, it would harm competition by limiting, you know, basically, you know, rivals or they would have. Um, it, so that what that's why the FTC is looking into the Microsoft Activision um you know basically says you know that it would harm competition by limiting rivals access to major game titles right um, on it 
so and on our side of it um was that they would have they would own too much of that um aspect in the industry so okay. basically it's like there's a line drawn in the sand as oh hey we want this 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 oh nope that puts you over that line you got to break it apart because you would basically have a monopolistic on that segment um of that that part so it's like nope can't do that uh you know sorry too bad so sad so it's like if you want this deal to go through here's what you got to break apart obviously the deal did go through went through at a lower price still in the billions um but those aspects a had to be broken out and b had to find um other companies to acquire them for the deal the original deal um to go through so that's how we kind of got it so if you know ftc steps in on this and to be honest on any deal ftc steps in all the time because that's what they do they're the federal trade commission now whether it's a big deal like this or a small one and they look at it and say or you know have their people look at it and boom stamp it yep easy you know you're you're fine or if it's something like this where they got to get you know get into the weeds and make sure that you know they don't have a bigger stronghold on it so it's you know it's it's you know that's just what it is it's and, normal yeah and since it being big that's the reason um for it we'll see what happens because then right after that happened uh yesterday or today i think it was yesterday um sony is buying bungie for 3.6 billion and what's funny is is the ftc won't tip it on this one because they've already said that they're going to stay as separate entities and they're going to keep running they're going to have the same ceo ceo same management teams it's just they're acquiring them so they're going to get the money from the profits but basically everyone was like oh sweet you know pace is going to get halo now and they're like no 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 it's staying the same way and what i apparently what they're saying is is that they're doing this to basically throw money into Bungie so that Bungie can actually go out there and potentially make multi-platform games for other other people. So basically like be like, oh hey, we want you to make this game. So I I do think that's pretty cool that, you know, like I said, the console wars are dead. They've been dead since they all came out in solidarity when they had the main Nintendo, uh, the, the creator of Nintendo passed away. Um, like the game division, like the father, the godfather of gaming, they all came together and held hands and did kumbaya, all that stuff. So it is what it is. And I think it's good for the industry. And I think them buying them 3.6 billion is just going to make better games come out. Nice. Exactly. Um, and at the company's most recent earnings releases, Sony revealed that over 17.3 million PS5s were sold as of December 31st, 2021. Where's mine, first of all? And the Wii U reached just 13.56 million sales in its lifetime. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the water. I mean, well, the Wii U was just kind of like a, a life preserver to keep them floating while they worked on the Switch, I think. So it wasn't like, you know... Because I believe the Wii U had a Switch-like con- or a DS-like controller for part of it, too. So, eh, you know, congratulations to them, but I haven't seen a PS5 in my area lately, so. Right. Um, construction speeds up and the layout begins to take shape for the Universal's new Epic Universe theme park. Um, they made a joke, I guess it's supposed to open by 2025, I think, Five. or 2024. Yeah. So, um they made a joke that it's going to be open um, before you get your bug, your figment bucket if you're waiting in line. So I thought that was pretty funny. Right. Um, and the Disney Cruise Line has changed its testing policies for guests who have recently recovered from COVID-19. Here's the big thing. A lot of countries now are like, oh, you had COVID or you don't have symptoms? Hey, don't worry about it. Keep going to work. So a lot of places are changing, and this is just along the same lines. They've changed that, so it's kind of the new i don't know the new way they're doing things but they had to make changes they did it and um yeah. if you go on if you go on the cruise if you stay in the walt disney suite let me know i know a lot of them are being remodeled right now so they're not available but 
Let me know. Yeah. And, and with it, it was from what I got out of it is you had it with COVID within the past 90 days, you're in your 90 day cooling down period. So basically if you provide the paperwork that you've, you know, Hey, I was positive for COVID. It's within the 90 days of the cruise. Okay. You're good. Well, all right. Well, it's, it's kind of the notebook or the spark notes version that I got. So there you yeah. go. And the last one is Walt Disney's plane has been uncovered at Walt Disney World ahead of the move to the 2022 D23 Expo. And I do believe it's going to have a permanent location somewhere in Southern California. So they have coincided the move with a a proprietor who's going to take it on or something because nobody wanted this. Smithsonian didn't want it. Nobody wanted it. It's not like it's an antique plane. It's a very modern-looking plane. Like, Walt Disney had the best plane when he had passed away. So, and I believe that plane was still used after he died for at least a little bit. And then it was parked at Disney World. And then it was moved for some reason from where it was to the current location. Um, It's not as dilapidated as I thought it would be. But it still needs some TLC. Which is shocking. The pictures from the outside, I mean, it looks beautiful. It looks pristine. I mean, like, um, I don't know what the inside was, but remember, it was under tarps for a while, so it looked like that they were. Now, whether they just, you know, kind of. I think they cleaned it. I think it is. They did a spit shine. And but it looks, I mean, at least from the the Google Earth pics, and it was zoomed in pretty good. I mean, it looks, it looks good. Like, oh, hey, it's not like the window's broken or this is, you know, you can tell that this piece is missing or whatnot. Um, no, well, I mean, you gotta, you gotta think uh, they have resorts that have been closed down since the early two thousands that still have everything operating and they still have people that wander the part place to make sure no one breaks in. They should have been able yeah. to keep better care of this. I have heard the interior has been gutted. They took pictures of it before they stored it and they took everything out. Cause you know, of bugs and rats and stuff yeah. like that. And I believe the instrument panel was removed, but I do believe they keep that somewhere because they have other aircraft and stuff like that. So I'm sure it's easily to be replaced, but right. I, I hope and, I, I hope they restore it to its glory, though. That'd be awesome. Well, and especially if it's going to be on exhibit at the D23, is you want it to be able, especially if you're going to have, like, you could walk around in it. You know, you want to make it as, you know, accessible and easy to, to walk around in it. But did you see the the pictures of it and the decal that they have on it? No. Since Amazon's do it, they put one of the big old eggs on the side of it, like on their airplanes. So, no, I'm joking. But uh, that'd be Amazon, pretty funny, <laughs> right? Amazon is the you know the one that is basically the the big donor on on doing it. So um, it'll be interesting to see, like you said, where they after you know D23 or they uh, decide to to move to so who knows it may be up at you know amazon headquarters if nobody else wants it i'll i'll park an airplane out in front especially from walt disney yeah exactly well that's the end of our regular pile now we're going into our disney parks pile which usually a little bit quicker just because you know it's the you know we go over it every week and it's it's, it'll change a little bit um, so my Disney experience QR feature helps guests link to friends and family. I did not see this. Oh, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's because before you had to like either take a picture of their ticket or enter it in and, you know, do this, do that. or on it because you have to link your ticket to, you know, if you link it to your, my Disney experience, I guess you don't have to, but if you want to do anything, you got to have it linked. But instead of entering it in, you go there, it gives a QR code, take a picture of it, and boom, it's linked. So, you know, so much easier than basically the the old way. Yeah, that makes things go by a lot faster. Um, Post 21 is going to be the first, first black-owned business at downtown Disney District reopening. Um this is, I think, obviously they're pushing a lot of stuff right now for Black History Month, which is kind of cool. And hopefully they helped them uh, get it back open because you don't want to see anything closed down there, especially downtown Disney, because that's kind of like what draws people in sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And it looks like it's one of it's not an actual uh, physical building. It looks like it's one of the um, 
the carts uh, in in the walkway. So awesome. Don't be, um, you know, looking at at a building, you you will probably miss it if you're not, um, you know, looking uh, at it or 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 you'll walk right by it. So, you know that that was cool. I know when uh, we were down there during the uh, when only Downtown Disney was open, I didn't notice it. Now I wasn't looking for it either, and it may have not have been there as well. But um, yeah, so good. Uh, good for them. Good to see that. Exactly. Um, I don't even know. Um, I'm trying to think. They usually don't advertise that they're a black-owned business, so I, I don't know how we would know it before. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? yeah, unless they did it themselves, or you went up and you know they had a flyer or whatnot and would say that you know, hey, it's you know, African American owned or you know, minority owned or. You know, hey, our owner is female, you know, whatever, uh, you know, however they, they want to do it. But, um, yeah. Awesome. Uh, new Ahsoka Tano ear headband designed by Ashley Eckstein has landed at Star Wars Trading Post in downtown Disney District, downtown Disney District. For thirty nine ninety nine. If you don't know, Ashley Eckstein is the voice behind Ahsoka Tano in Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, that's pretty awesome. She's very hands on. She will sneak in and autograph lightsabers that are hers, and she's pretty cool about that. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I did not know that. I thought it was just a, you know, just a a designer. So no, Ashley Eckstein, she is the one and she always wears Ahsoka stuff. If she sees if she sees you wearing Ahsoka stuff, it's I, I it, it makes me happy. So right. Um, yeah. Uh, character sightings revealed for Disneyland After Dark, Sweethearts Night featuring fan favorite couples. So when is that supposed to happen? That's soon, isn't it? Um actually it was uh last night i believe so um i thought for some reason i thought it was on the 13th now it could they could have multiples of them but i think it was just one night and i should know this but i don't so i'm kind of stalling here while i do the good old google search google search on no i think i thought it was only one night yeah oh no it is february 1st 3rd 8th 10th oh. 14th the sweetheart night is wow. Normally it's one night, and general admission tickets are sold out. So if you haven't got yours, um, you could be like all of us and just go stand in the hub and watch the fireworks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess like they're having um, like Beauty and the Beast is one of them. Um, Judy Hobbs and the Fox uh, is another one. Uh, Stitch okay. and somebody else is, is another one, and I just I just can't remember their names um, on it. So, uh, and the Gaston's going to be there as well, uh, which is interesting for Sweetheart Nights because he's kind of a, a villain, but he's in love with himself, so that kind of makes sense. Um, so yeah, there you go. We will see what the what the final pictures look like because they'll be coming out soon enough because they they love to advertise that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, free sunglasses now arriving later during Magic Key Holder Celebration Month at Disneyland, and I think the reason why they're doing that is they're having the um, complimentary Avengers Campus Stark Industries Blueprint is available to at now right now for Disneyland Magic Key Holders, and it's just a piece of like plastic that looks like a hologram basically but it's a piece of plastic and um yeah so there probably is some sort of supply chain issue we're gonna see what happens i don't i'm not anticipating anything crazy but i will say it is kind of disappointing when people probably plan to go there for those certain things and they're not going to get them and like you said, I think it's a supply chain, chain issue, and there's something later towards the bottom that I think goes with that uh, as well. So, but 
you know. Good luck to those that wanted the glasses. <laughs> right. Um, they have a new limited limited time magic key holder exclusive thermal tumbler, which debuted at Disneyland Resort for fourteen seventy nine. That's cheap. That is well, real cheap. And that's a weird number, fourteen seventy nine. Normally it's twenty nine ninety nine, ninety nine ninety nine. You know. Yeah, but they. That, yeah, that, but you got to remember. You got to remember though, certain items in the stores in Disneyland, they base the number. If you look at the tag. It has a colored tag that goes with it, and basically, it'll. They're always like sixty nine ninety nine. Oh, so it's like sixty nine cents, seventy nine cents, eighty nine cents, and ninety nine cents. It's a weird combo on certain things they sell, like the little jewelry and stuff. It'll yeah, have weird cents. And like the pins too, or it's a smaller pin or a bigger pin as well. Yes, yes. Um, but it's just weird on this one where it's you know an exclusive and it being a, a tumbler that it would be. 79 but hey who knows maybe with after tax it'll be an even 15 bucks that's why they did it so but anyways and it's weird because it's a thermal tumbler it's not just a tumbler it's a thermal tumbler yeah so i don't know what that means but we'll see right how well that works um lunar new year festival begins in disneyland's california adventure um, that happens every year. It's pretty simple. They usually have like a move on thing kind of going on over there. Um, nothing yeah. well, too crazy. And, and then they'll do that. And then that'll lead into the, uh, the food wine festival as well, because they use the same booth. Like they'll take the booths out, yep. redo them, not redo them, but take down the sign, put the new sign up and bring them back out. Cause they're just like little tough sheds. So, but I heard <laughs> there is one thing there, some noodle, um, uh, dish that everyone is just completely raving about that is very good. So maybe you have to drive down there and try it just randomly. Um, the Toontown Hills have returned as construction at Minnie and Minnie's Mickey and Minnie's Railway Railway continues at Disneyland. I did see they lowered the walls. Everything is kind of Getting back to somewhat normal. I mean, it's never going to be normal, normal ever again in the parks because things are always changing. But, um, right. Well, the nice thing is you get to see the hills, and then they're going to close it down for their big close down two town for their big refurbishment. So exactly. <laughs> you get so a little glimpse, and then they're going to close the gates. Exactly. Um, we have a new Star Wars Chewbacca pin at Disneyland Resort for twelve ninety nine, which is not that bad considering. Um, you well, know. and it's a decent sized Chewbacca on it, probably like you know three or four inches on it. He's holding the the crossbow, so it's uh it's not you know like a little pencil topper. It's actually yeah, exactly size to it. Yeah, um, Walt Disney Imagineering shares behind the scenes look at Zendarian Starship installation in Epcot. So that's kind of cool because they're trying to. I think they're trying to fix things that are happening at Disney World with the Galactic Star Cruiser. Um, the park passes and lightning lane experience redemptions being distributed for guests staying at the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. I think they're getting too many complaints from people saying, well, I want to go to the park, and they can't. They're legitimately not able to go. So that makes a lot of sense why they're doing that. So they're changing a lot of things. They're making a lot of things better just because the Galactic Star Cruiser just didn't have a great debut. <laughs> right, exactly. And with it, I mean, that's how you get, you know, it says, hey, you get to go to Batu and you get to ride the Millennium Falcon ride and Rise of the Resistance. So these are your your passes to uh, to get there and, and ride them. So yeah. um, it looks like that's how you will be able to board the rides and not, you know, it's not like, oh, I got to show my pass or show something it's like nope it's you're just gonna get um basically lightning lanes for it which i assume you'll get priority boarding or something like that they're gonna well, have something you know yes yeah, that's, the, that's the the lightning lane so yeah but no but the other know. day they had lightning lane had a wait of like 30 minutes yeah and you don't have that much time you don't have that much time there they only have like four hours tops just well you gotta you gotta make sure you uh Push your way through. Right, tell everyone to hurry up. Um, 
We have a full list with locations of all Walt Disney World 50th anniversary press pennies. So if you want to kind of do that, because that is kind of a a, a big thing, um, mm-hmm. getting the press pennies. I remember when I was a kid, my dad loved getting the press pennies. Like he'd bring a pocket full of change just so we could get a couple of them. I think his favorite was they had an old timey Mickey one down. It used to be right when you first walked in by where they had the little penny the penny shows they used to do. You know, it yeah. shows the old timey Steamboat Willie, and one of them was with Steamboat Willie, and I love Steamboat Willie, and that was pretty cool that, you know, they had that one there. Um, and then Disney's Walt Disney World 50th Anniversary Golden Tinkerbell figurine flies into Magic Kingdom for ninety nine dollars. The 50th anniversary is almost getting being to be bigger than I anticipated because they're doing so much. Like cast members are now able to use discount on a Walt Disney World 50th Anniversary merchandise. So maybe they're just trying to get rid of stuff and move stuff in there to, to sell more stuff, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, or, I mean, with it being with, you know, COVID and everything shut down, they can't get, they didn't have a long window to push it where now it's like, okay, we have this stockpile. Let's, like you said, move move through it. If not, we're going to just have to put it at, you know, discounted prices and at the, the off-site store there in, uh, in celebration. Yeah. Um, to a Droid Depot at Disney's Hollywood Studios or once again giving out plastic bags to guests. They were not doing that. You were just having to carry around a box. So that's kind of, <laughs> Yeah, you know. and that goes back to, I think that's supply chain because I know in my industry, um, cardboard packaging and glass as well um, is an extreme limited command, uh, demand. So I think that's another, and especially with it being um, not just generic, um, with it having designs on the side of it, I think that's and and having it and not having it and having it and not having it again, I think it's just whoever they you know they get their supply from is it's just backlogged. That's my yes. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. Um, I don't know how they're gonna handle because it, it's gonna keep happening. Yeah. It's gonna keep happening like crazy because yep. that's yeah. how until the supply chain gets gets fixed. They need to figure something out. Um, Disney, this one actually is very interesting to me. Disney travel companies are now offering private transportation to Walt Disney World as as vacation package add-on. If that doesn't read, they're having issues with the new Mirrors bus system. Mm -hmm. uh, That's that's insane. That's insane. And I'm surprised that they haven't done something like this before even with the magical express well they uh, had they, they tried out those mickey buses or whatever they were the cars oh yeah the mini the mini fans or whatnot yeah and they, it, it, there was rumors that it was like six months later you could have bought one of those from a lot yep. it didn't have yep. the ears but it still had the polka dots on the top yep yeah exactly yeah they showed just a, a line of them yeah so this one it's it's basically you know you get you know fancy, you're getting a fancy you're getting a fancy uber yeah it, yeah you're getting Uber XL, you know, exclusive van, sedans, SUV, executive limousines, and stretch limousines. So there you go. You want to arrive at the resort and stretch limousine, you can pay for it and and get it. Which you know, it you know could be could be worth it. Uh, I didn't see what um, pricing was. Um, you can get up to one complimentary car seat for children five years old and under. So that's, that's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, of course it says uh, call your travel agent to to book it. So um, you gonna you're gonna call my aunt when we get off of this, right? I don't know when I'm gonna book it. Book it for four years down the road, but by <laughs> but by then they'll probably have you know I don't know some hoverboards or something to to do it or this or the Skyway. Um, <laughs> but, They're gonna have jetpacks. That's what it's gonna be, right? Exactly. Uh man, and the last thing we got is actually kind of funny. I don't know what the dude was smoking, but um, he was smoking something because a guest climbs down and smokes an off-limits area at Edge of World Showcase Lagoon in Epcot. <laughs> now, if you haven't seen this, um, basically, the lagoon is very hard to get into. They have it set up to where there's a drop after you go over the fence, so you should not be trying to get in there. And this dude is straight up like... He's like on a little dock. It was it was a it was a small spot and he he made it work and I was like okay I guess that's and, it, and there was two of them. life now 
there's two two of them down there. You know, I only saw the one. There was two. Yeah, there was two of them. A dude, a dude and a chick um, on there. The dude was, you know, the predominant one, but in the background you can see um, it looked like a chick, and just going down there, and you could see, you know, I don't know how they were going to get back out of there <laughs> because the wall to that, like you said, that they drop off onto this little platform deck area or dock area like it's probably a good six foot six and a half foot up so you're gonna have to like yeah. jump up pull yourself up and then there's a little hill and then you can see the the fence obviously it's not like a huge chain link fence you know like those little knee-high fences or the ones that they have on planters yeah um that basically say you know stay out right um and yeah i i i don't know what what this person was doing he got I think he got he got really lucky that he didn't fall down and fall into them. All yeah, because that because that that people don't realize. So that water, like if you want to be stupid and jump into water places, do it, whatever. But but Disney parks have full on gears and mechanisms in the water to run their water and fireworks shows. So they're legitimately not nothing to be messed with. Like people don't realize the one in Epcot. I believe the things come out of the water and then they load them for pyrotechnics. So it's not, you know what I mean? Like there's stuff going on in that water. It's not just water. Like that's why when it, like, um, I'm surprised they still do the canoes at Disneyland. Cause there's a track that goes all the way around that. So when they drain, you can see it. It's big gears. You go underwater, you're not coming back up because you're going to get sucked in one of those gears and that's it. Yeah. So, and I mean the the ones I mean because the canoes do flip because I mean they flip but I mean the the gears are you know you basically have to swim down to them it's not like correct hey, correct because a lot of people are like oh hey just stand up it's like no, you don't get it I can't stand up unless I'm ten foot tall I can't I can't stand right up, right stand up <laughs> and the other thing is with Walt Disney World all the lagoons are connected because it's swampland so this isn't just a um, you know they. They you know. Oh, that's it. right. Mean, because the water, the water comes from the uh, their version of downtown Disney where the boats are, and it goes underground into that. That's yeah, right. It, it goes from one area to the other area. You know, they're all pretty much connected. Most yeah, almost all connected. I mean, they can drain it. You know, you can put up a little shoffer dam and whatnot and drain it. I mean, you've seen it do it at like a Fantasmic at Disney World, a Disneyland. Where they put it up and keep the Rivers of America going, but over by like Fantasmic Stage, they drain it because they got to work on something there or whatnot. Right. Um, but on on this, they're all interconnected, so it's not like you know, you know, they get, you know can keep stuff in and out of there really easily, or it's just its own unit, like at you know Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah. So yeah, not not. Not too smart, and, and that, that that dock he was on was the one the workers used to use the boats to go in and out and go around and yeah and set stuff up. Yep, exactly. And the reason why you probably can't see the chick is she's uh, standing behind the tower. Well, the tower's in the foreground of the picture. Okay, and she's okay. Behind it, so she kind of blends in. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure. <laughs> they're just both down there, you know, chilling on their phones, smoking a cigarette, you know, or smoking something. Um, but it's definitely, I mean, they had to, it's not like, oh, hey, let me just jump this fence and I'm right there. I mean, they had to climb down. Yeah. Um, to get down there. Yeah, not, not too smart. And I don't know, Disney World, no, none of them have smoking areas anymore. You have to go outside the park, huh? I know Disneyland's like that. Is Disney World like that? I can't remember if it's... Disneyland, you have to go to the Esplanade, I believe, and it's yeah. over past the picnic area. I think if you yeah. go around the picnic area, it's back over there. Yeah, kind of back, yeah. And then the Disney area. World, I'm pretty sure with the COVID and the stuff like that, they have designated smoking areas, but I think they're outside of the parks, <laughs> and they're they closer to the hotels. Yeah, I'd say they could kind of do it with the bigger area, like not necessarily backstage, but kind of backstage. Right, yeah. Uh, or it's really away. Yeah, but Epcot, there's no real, there's no backstage like there is at Disneyland. So I don't think, I mean, if you're jonesing that bad for a cigarette, you got bigger problems than, than oh, right here. Uh, the guests also parody smoking, which is not permitted inside Disney parks. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think not. they have allowed it since the photo I have of my dad wearing short shorts and a tank top in front of Tom Sawyer Island. I need to see that picture sometime. Well, that was, too. I mean, that was just like two years ago, though. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Beginning, yeah, May May 1st of 2019. Wait, 2019? Yep. Wow. Yeah, this, this article came out March 28th of 2019, and it says Disney Parks removing um, park smoking areas and new stroller limitations and all changes become effective. Oh, that's right, because everyone got mad because they changed vaping, too. Yep. Vaping is 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 smoking. It's not That's smoke, right. it's water vapor, but it's still, you know, with it. Right. And one was getting mad because of the bigger strollers, which I get it, it needed to happen, especially when you have the, the three wide stroller and it's wide, it's not the long front, you know, not them like uh, stack like Matterhorn or it's right. one or the other, they're all side right. by side, you take up the whole thing and the, the stroller wagons. I yeah. think they. I think that the um, one company I I follow that I followed them when we when we had my son, and um, they have like the tactical wagon, and they made one to fit the parameters, and yep. it still looks freaking huge. That's oh, what's yeah. crazy. If you need anything bigger than that, I don't know what you're doing at Disney. Yeah, and the thing is, is they call it wagons, and basically what it is is you can't pull it behind you. That's considered right. a wagon. Now, if right. you could push it, then that's fine. And that's what most of the newer ones, what they do is they have seats that are built in so you can strap the kid in. And then yep. as they get older, you can push them. And it does both. And what it does is you lock. I think you lock. No. You can still push it with it with the wheels. And I think it locks. the. You can switch which wheels you lock. You can lock the front or lock the back. Oh, yeah. And I believe. And what it does is it's a T-handle. So you push it like this, or you or you can pull it. It's either or, yep. which is gonna, that's gonna be hard. You're gonna be telling yourself the whole time, "Don't pull on it, just don't pull on it." Right. You know, yep. or exactly. you're gonna end up like that Karen. I don't know if we shared that video of her berating that poor park worker because he was doing his job and moved her car, her stroller that she left in the middle of a walkway. Yeah. You know. Well, and the thing is, is on some of those wagons that people would would bring. They were like hundreds of dollars, not like one, two, but like three, five hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The minimum you can get for a decent one right now that I've seen is probably three fifty. That's the cheapest you can get. Yep. But it's it's got basically it'd be like if we have another kid, both my kids can fit in it. It has yep. lots of storage underneath their feet. It has cup holders for mom and dad. It's very rugged. But guess what we do when we go? Oh, wait. So you're we not going to have. The kids aren't going to have anything to drink. It's for mom and dad. So you're going to exactly give them dehydrated so you guys could, man, they'll fall asleep faster and we can go on rides by ourselves. <laughs> right. But, exactly. they, but, but we usually find the cheapest stroller that we got. That's almost yep. about ready to go out. And I'm like, Hey, if someone steals it, someone steals it, you Perfect. know, cause here's the big tip I'll give everyone out there. Got to take it home. Doesn't matter how old your kid is. If they get tired walking, I think up until the age of like nine, you need to bring something for them to sit in and sleep in potentially, because trust me, I thought my niece was old enough when we took them to Disneyland and she was big enough to ride matter a matter horn, big enough to ride all the big rides. I think she was seven, and because you know, she was she was seven because my nephew was five. They both needed that stroller, man. They both needed it, and the best part was is is. It was the front and back one, and one of them fell asleep. And I'm like, perfect. We can just push them back to the hotel. We don't got to worry about it. So, yep, you know. Exactly. I mean, I need a stroller, and I'm in my, you know, mid to late 30s. I mean, I know it's not called a stroller. It's called a wheelchair, but, or an ECV, because, I, I mean, come on. I so, and people out there, Tim has asked me before to get a giant baby Bjorn that I can carry him around in the parks. Hey, I'm down for, as long as, you know, you're carrying me and I don't got to carry you, I'm fine for that. Ain't gonna happen. <laughs> but, Ain't gonna happen. No, exactly. And like, and like you said, I mean, think about it. You know, we've gone to the park. You've gone to the park. We've gone to the park together. You wear, you know, whether you got Apple Watch, Fitbit, whatever pedometer, or your phone that counts your steps. You're walking. You know, you're not walking one, two miles. I mean, you're walking five, seven miles, possibly even. You know, even more. And, yeah. <laughs> even more. And you know, me and you are, you know, grown men. Um, or like think we are, 
But now, like you said, you know, oh, kid, oh, he should be fine, no problem. It's like that that kid doesn't even walk that much, probably like in a week, you know, and he's doing it in a day and being excited and you know, eating, you know, food that you probably don't normally eat at home, whether it be sweets or whatnot. So he's, you know, coming high, crashing, and you get him back up again, or got to go to the room halfway through the day to take a nap just so he could watch the fireworks. Um, you know, like you said, the, the stroller is definitely a lifesaver, especially when, you know, you're it's late, you're leaving the parks because you don't want to sit there and hold a, a five-year-old kid. I don't care exactly you know, how, how light they are. Um, and it, yeah, exactly. But I want to thank everyone who came through, everyone who listens, Mr. J, Connor, Justin. Thank you guys always for supporting the podcast. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to be uh, trying to do another podcast tomorrow. I'm going to try and do them because of all this Marvel and or not Marvel, Microsoft and PlayStation News, Sony. It's going to be pretty big for gaming. So uh, I want to thank all of you guys for coming through uh, for the FOMOcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Tim. And we will see you guys next time.